What is up, everybody? Uh, Dave is at a new location. <laughs> All right, so um, we were talking about, or you sent me this video this morning of, um, is that the Australian uh, men's head coach? Head coach? I don't know if he's head coach or assistant coach. I'm Who pretty sure he's head coach. Guy? I don't know. So it's ESPN Australia, right? Yeah. And they were talking about Josh Gideon, how he's going to be used within Australia's system. And they were talking about doing a lot of film study with how the Oklahoma City Thunder used Josh Giddy. Sure. And they were comparing his t um, Team Australia Jared. usage to maybe one player with uh, by the name of Andrew Gaze. <laughs> They're just playing with our clip, bro. That's all. So the first time we're going to talk about this, you don't have the Gaze jersey in the background for the first time. I know, time. and I almost brought it just because I knew we were going to talk about this because, I mean, if you look at Andrew Gaze and you look at the, the impact that Andrew Gaze has had on Josh Giddy, I mean, I kind of feel like the coach is just playing with, with Josh and making sure that he knows, um, you know, he's going to be able to play like his favorite player did. You know? What does that mean? Because I didn't watch the Boomers play growing up, and – I know you're kind of late to the exposure sure. to them too, but like, what does that mean? How did, how was Andrew Gaze used in their system? I can assume what I think I mean, but like what they mean, but like the Andrew Gaze, I remember from like, where I saw a play Seton Hall and I saw him play, you know, at the end of his career for the Spurs like that. That's not how he was used with the boomers. How no, was he the, used with the boomers? I mean, he was used as really the biggest playmaker on the team. Um, he would make the biggest um, plays, passing the ball, whipping the ball around the court. Um, his passing was always on point. So if, if you listen to the meat of the conversation that um, the coach was talking about, he's really saying that he wants Josh to be that all-around, essentially, Swiss Army knife. Um, his body size allows him to stand out amongst other point guards. And it's the th same thing that I've said about the USA team this year is that we, we, our biggest issue that we have is size. Um, you know, length. And, and if you look at Josh Skiddy versus some of these other, you know, six, three point guards and, and, and Josh is just going to bully them and the bigger, the stronger he gets. And that's exactly what Andrew Gaze did. He took his talent and he bullied people with his talent. I do think that Josh is going to be a lot like Andrew Gaze. And I think it's, it's, it's top one of those morning, things, Jared, top of the one, morning, Corey, one of those things where when you look at coach, um, Gaze or, you know, Andrew Gaze, you look at his, his, you know, way that he played basketball the way his dad taught him how to play basketball and his dad was his coach for many many years so you know the fact that gaze has been able to teach josh that through the years is is the most important thing because you know whether andrew knew it early on or later on but he knew that josh giddy was going to be the face of australian basketball for for many years and that's why he spent the time with josh you know somebody like andrew gaze doesn't go and spend you know um uh years and years and years mentoring uh, a player like Josh, unless he thinks he's going to be the great, one of the greats of the Australian hoops. So again, if, if you're comparing them, I, I think what coach is trying to do is say that we haven't seen a player like Andrew Gaze since, or um, since um, Andrew Gaze played until Josh Giddy came along, if that makes sense. Like, but, like there's, Andrew a, certain, Gaze, um, there's had, a certain swagger with Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze's most effective basketball was played in the NBL. So it's something that we weren't necessarily a privy to see in the U.S. Whereas Josh Giddy, his game has been customized for the NBA. So I think a lot sure. of people know kind of what he brings to the table. But it seems like from what the – and we'll share the video um, in a little bit. Um, but 
it seems like what they were saying was they were just going to try to organize the entire offense around Josh Giddy, and they were trying to build the entire program around Josh Giddy, and they're hoping that he can pretty much be exactly the, what he's saying. Okay, he said that he said that they that's the piece that they were missing last year. I was, you know, how did Josh go from not making the team to all of a sudden being the piece that they were missing from the year before? It's because of what he's done. What has he done? How has he proven that already? What up, Dude, George? Look at look at what he's done in Oklahoma City. That's why the coaches say we got to go take him back to Oklahoma City, making sure that we be, make him the most effective player he can. Because if you look at it, like nobody realized that Josh Giddy was going to be able to do what he's do, able to do. Oklahoma City brought it out on him, and that's why we we consistently say, you know, we, we like to think the best of Oklahoma City players. Like we we want to think the best that these guys are going to be able to compete and play at a high level for many many years. And so when we see Josh Giddy, and we're like, hey. We think that this guy could be a top, you know, blank player for the next 15 years, like blank point guard. Like, I think he's going to be a top five point guard over the next 15 years. I really do. Josh Giddy is special. He's spectacular. His size, the way he holds himself, the fact that he can play point forward, he can play one through four. I mean, there's so many things that Josh can do. And we even saw him playing five last year. So to me, like Josh is like the piece that you need on your team, especially when you're trying to win a championship. And if you look at Andrew Gaze, what he did at the NBL, it was his complete and utter domination, man. You know, MVPs, championships. And that's essentially what I think that we're all looking at is, is it somebody that is going to complete this Oklahoma City Thunder team and not just make them a, wow, look at all these great pieces on them. Like, like Russ and KD and Harden, right? <clears throat> but imagine if we got another draft right and we were able to pick up one or two players like Kwai or Giannis. Instead of uh, Steven Adams. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how good this team could have been with Giannis instead of Steven Adams. We would have never lost KD. We would have never lost Ra- left Ra- um, lost ref- um, Russ. We would be in the position that we've won a few already and trying to push for another few. And, and, and you look at it, how close we were. And that's why when I look at this team, I say, it's really hard for me not to imagine this team the way they've been built, the issues that have been fixed is the most impressive thing so josh 10 versus now yeah josh giddy goes from not George. making the team two years ago right or i think it was maybe you know right before the draft right he didn't make the team he was disappointed we saw him talk about that so that was a fascinating situation right and we, i wondered how he'd respond i saw somebody uh, i saw Paul George podcast talking to Trey Young. Trey Young has expressed interest in playing Team USA. He's not sure if they want him, right? And but sometimes that happens. I feel like Josh maybe felt like that after his you know rookie year. They or before his rookie year, they kind of were like, yeah, we're not going in that direction this year, and it kind of bummed him out. Now I think he's still twenty years old, right? And they're saying we're going to give you the keys to the Boomers. I mean. When you have a player like Josh and you've been able to watch him for a couple of years now and understand what his game can do, you know, you watched him in the NBL, you watched him in the NBA now, and, and you're starting to understand like the true, um, again, us saying that Josh Giddy is going to be one of the best point guards in the league, right? It's one thing, but to hear it from other people, it's shocking. Like people are shocked when they're like, oh my God, someone just said that Josh Giddy is going to be the face of the Australian basketball for the next 10 years. Like, oh, what are they thinking? You know, like. It shouldn't be a shock to people when they start hearing these things about our players. Like, I fully believe that Chet 
and J-Dub will be the face of, of, of the USA basketball team for many years. Maybe not right now or next year, but they will be. Josh will be. You know, Poku, I think, has an amazing opportunity to be over there. I, I mean, we can go down our list. Shays already. You know, like, we picked players that are in the top of their game for the top of their countries. And I think right. that's what's so impressive of what Sam Presti's doing, that this is the year that everybody's able to see that. You know, we think about 2010 when we had all those players that were playing in, you know, Team USA and, and um, um, Spain and, and other players like that, right? Um, but the reality is this year, it, to me, is, is more impactful because of the beginning of what it's going to be for Oklahoma City Thunder fans because it's never going to be the same again. We're never going to be able to watch FIBA without having to cheer for this team or that team or this team because we have players on those teams. Like, it's different. Like, the way that the Thunder have drafted players and made it a worldwide Thunder family is the most unbelievable thing that they've been able to do. So, Shea is the face of Team Canada. Josh is the face of Team Australia. Both these teams are... Really, really good teams, and good. I think have legit chances to win the tournament. Um, and like you mentioned, Chet and J Dub. Now let's talk about that. We've we've had a lot of fun picking at Team USA, and I appreciate our good friend Vic over All Things Basketball Podcast telling us he disagrees with us. We encourage the disagreement. Hell yeah, we're we definitely do. not right, but more again, than we're wrong, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate to cut you off like this, but it goes back down to Mark is that Trey Young in that amazing draft that there was Luca, Trey Young, Shea, right? right? Yeah, I think that's the same draft, bro. I'm just making sure there, there's no other guards that I'm, I'm, I'm missing here. But anyways, you got that draft right there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're looking at it and I, and I keep saying is like Trey's the only one not on the, a team. Yet Trey is considered one of the best young players in the in the league, and then you have a, 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 a by all means, by all means, Ant looked good the other night against Puerto Rico. Um, thank you, Blake Thompson, for uh, telling me that and you know watching the game. Um, I you know what I I, I got to say though, like when push comes to shove, though, I, it's hard for me to take this team serious when we don't have some of our best young players under twenty five there. You know, and it's just and that's what it is like. I, I know Grant's trying to make his, his stamp, and I, and I think that he's, you know, in, in a way, built a team that he's going to be proud of. But the reality is, is that, I mean, if we're comparing this team to any of these other teams that are at the top of their, their stuff right now that are, that are starting to compete for the, the Olympics for this year, we're just not there. We're just not, you know? And I, and I think it's frustrating to me that we're not there because we, we could have been there. Yeah, I think one of the things we should have learned in the past was like you can't start and stop, you know. But anyway, yeah. we'll get back to like some other things. I wanted to go through the Team USA select roster. Let's do it a little bit, and you, you tell hold me up? not yet, bro. Not okay, but what I want to find out is um, who you think you would rather on from the select team on, you know, the A team. Okay, so let me pull up the A team, so then I can tell you who I would take off. I want you guys in the chat helping us out here, too. Yeah, please help us out here, because last time when we started talking about it, I, I started noticing everybody in the chat was talking about who you would rather have on your team. And Drag. seriously, we, we will read it off, and we'll make sure we get into it with you guys. All right, Mark, right. go ahead. Um, I'm going to read a player. Well, I don't know how to do this, man, because it's, it's tough. Because say, say Cade Cunningham. Yeah. 
Now, you tell me, like, would you rather have Cade or Ant starting? We already went through this one, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you want to say it? Yeah, I'd rather have Cade. Okay. I like Cade. I think what he could do for this team is, is way better than any other point guard or guard. All right. What about Jalen Duran? Um, I'll pass. Okay. What about Jalen Green? See, another guy I would love to have on this team. I mean, I would put him on the team over Josh Hart, to be honest. I mean, Josh Hart's a phenomenal player, but mm-hmm. I, I really like Jalen Green. I want to see this. Just, any young player you're going to pick, I'm going to find a guy that's going to be off this team with that young player. Okay, what about Jalen Duran versus Bobby Portis? Um, um, all right, here's the thing. Walker Kessler is one of my favorite centers right there, and Bobby Portis plays forward center um, position. So for me, and Walker Kessler plays that forward center um, position, so... Um, I, I would say if I'm going to trade anybody, Bobby Portis, for a select member, then it's going to probably be a Chet who I would want to play in that forward position slash center, center position. So, again, Jalen Duran, great player, but still okay. pass. You mentioned Walker Kessler. Would you rather Chet Holmgren or Walker Kessler? Dude, why? I just said <laughs> you're an asshole. I just said I want Walker Kessler on my team. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> But like honestly, what can Walker do? Walker can rebound. He can he can okay. block the shots. So like right, right he can now. knock down threes. He can pass the ball. He can play out of the post. He can block shots too. Ch- Chet Chet is by far a, a better superior athlete than Walker Kessler. Um, Walker Kessler obviously had a, a great year this last year, but um, if you only could keep one of them, I'm obviously picking Chet because I'm a homer. But I do really like Walker Kessler a lot. So, okay, tell me. The players that you would pick, is there anybody that you would keep Keegan Murray? Would you move him to the select, uh, up from the select team that are on the A See, I, li- I like Keegan Murray's, Murray's game a lot. I'm not touching Keegan Murray, but um, if, I'm, if I'm trying to pick him over Paolo, no. Mikel Bridges, no. Um, Brandon Ingram, mm, Jaron Jackson. I, I mean, mm. I just, I'm just, Cam Johnson, no, I can't do that either. Um, maybe Bobby Portis again. You know, <laughs> he's gonna be my favorite player player to pick on. Just like throw him out there. But I also think that Trey Young should have been on there instead of Austin Reeves. I know that's gonna piss a lot of people off, but dude, I would take Keegan Murray over Austin Reeves. A lot of people like Austin Reeves, well, but I would see, take Keegan. I, I listen. I I'm cool with it too. But here's the thing: we're so forward and center heavy on this team. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, like I, I would almost rather if we're gonna trade a guard out, let's keep a guard. You know, let's keep that guard position and guard position just because we have so many good guards to choose from what do, do you guys you, think what do you guys think what do you do think we about, want to be more versatile on defense or do we want to be able to match up straight up what about Jalen williams where would you put him i think Jalen williams is the most ready player to play on this team in the, on the select team um, his body size, his body mass, the way that he runs up and down the court, I think he would be more ready to play. And and to me, in a way, if you could see both J Dub and Ant on the same on the court at the same time, I feel like that would be one of the most effective, um, bruising teams that you could have as far as guards out there. You know, J Dub runs that point guard position highly effective, did it in college really well. So I think that would be really a smart idea, like to me, to put J Dub out there at point guard. If you were to do that, put Ant at that guard position and just let J-Dub run the traffic, man. I mean, J-Dub's sexy up there. 
How do you feel about guys like Herb Jones and Trey Murphy? I mm. I love those two guys. I do too. Um, anybody that's named Herb, I'm all I'm all for that, bro. Um, <laughs> do you think that there's a spot for? I don't know. Like, I because both of those guys, I would take over Bobby Portis. Um, sure. Josh Hart for sure. I'd take both of those guys over. Josh I see. Hart. I love Josh Hart. So to me, like. It, all right, this is hard, bro. Like, it's not hard for I, me. I get, I get, it's not where, hard for me, bro. I get where Grant Hill is having this issues, but if you it's were to put all these me. guys on a list of forty people, right? This would be my second team. I mean, it would be like this would be my second team. This would be my select team that's playing right now that we see because I would have a whole lot of other other players trying to get them to play this year. You know, like, would you rather J Dub or Jalen Brunson? Jalen, I'm sorry, man. I Jalen Brunson right now is at the top of his game. Okay, what about J Dub or Cam Johnson? Uh, J Dub. I, I love Cam Johnson, but I, I want to see J Dub play at FIBA. Jalen Brunson. What about J Dub or Austin Reeves? Oh, J Dub. I mean, Austin. I've already seen Austin Reeves play in Oklahoma, bro. I'm good. <laughs> Um, now this is gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, bro. But what about J Dub and Mikael Bridges? Mikael's a better NBA okay, player okay. right now. I got a question. I'm gonna throw this right back at you, and I'm gonna say, would you trade J Dub for Mikael Bridges? No, I would not. And, so then there you go. The I have J Dub over Mikael. J Dub in some of the scrimmages, he's listed as a forward, but he plays point guard. Like, <laughs> That's crazy, bro. I wouldn't really particularly want Mikael playing my point guard. Yeah. But J-Dub can play point guard, two guard, three, um, whatever, a small forward or whatever that is, the, and he can play power forward. He yeah, can man. play four positions. I love Bridges' game, Dave. Dave, you know I've been talking about him for yeah. years. Like, it's kind of gotten annoying, I'm sure, for everybody. But, no, no. yeah, J-Dub has, like, legit star power. Like, he's got everything. And Bridges, I think, is at his, his ceiling, which is very nice ceiling. He, he's oh, yeah. actually, as much as I've loved him over the years, I didn't know that he would ever reach this high of a ceiling. Sure. Um, but I didn't either, man. But he looks good, dude. What about Tyrese Halliburton or J-Dub? Um, J-Dub. I'm going to be a homer on that one, man. I'm sorry. I know Tyrese people are going to be pissed, but J-Dub all day long, man. Like, to me, um, there's... Like, Jalen Brunson is the only guard I would pick over J-Dub right now for the FIBA. I mean, he's the only guy. Because to me, Jalen Brunson has earned his spot there as being one of the best U.S. guards. I don't think he should be the best U.S. guard on this team, but he is one of the best U.S. guards um, in the league. Here's the thing about J-Dub um, versus Halliburton. Halliburton is obviously a 2010 guy. We've talked about that a lot. But he puts, and he puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the three-point line. Sure. At 40% three-point shooting. But J-Dub puts so much pressure on the rim. Yeah. And, like, I really believe pressure on the rim, at still, even with a three-point revolution, is what creates open shots. And you have You're to right. be able to do that. So, You're right, man. Um, I, love, I love Halliburton's game, but I really would love to see J-Dub in these situations. I mean, if you mix him in with some of these lineups, he's so dynamic. And... Like if he gets the so versatile, bro. And that's the thing about it. Like, I don't think people give him enough credit because when you look at him, you're like, wow, he's a really small, like a forward, you know, like small, small forward, you know, like, like, not like a 
big small Ford, like a small small Ford. But if you're looking at them like that, you've already missed the 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 idea of what J Dub is. That's what's crazy about it is because he's a point guard, right? Being forced to play in a power forward position because what did he do? He earned that power forward position from last year. Like we're like, okay, where are we gonna put him? We're not going to give him a Dort spot. We're not going to give him Shea spot. We're not going to give him Josh Giddy spot. We're not going to give him Chet spot. So where are we going to put him? And I was like, well, the power forward position is open. Well, the problem with that is he's small, and I don't think he'll be good enough. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, well, let's put him in the power forward position this year to see how he does. And that's when we saw him dominate, man. We saw him put like 20 points up a game You know, at the end of the year. We started seeing all this other stuff, and it was just like, can he do this through the entire season? Well, no, duh he can do it through the entire season because he's already proven that he can do it through 30 games. Well, I saw with him with the select team was he was guarding guarding Brandon Ingram. He was their go-to defender for, for like the super, super long forwards. Um, that's, that's really telling about what they believe about his defense. And he, I think he did an outstanding job against Brandon Ingram on the defensive end. I think he creates such a matchup issues He's low enough down to the ground. If they put on the ground, he can dig that. And then, well, then he's got enough arm length to challenge their shots at the who peak. Who else is going to guard the the top guards in the league at the size that we have to play with Luca at six, what seven, six, eight, six, seven, whatever it is, six and yeah. a half. But then you have, you know, Josh Giddy, right? Right. Um, and then you've obviously you've got France, who has a lot of tall, lanky guards. I mean, we can go down the list of the tall, lanky. Like to me, like J Dub is that essential player that you need on the team. That's tall, that has long arms, that's physical, that can bring that physical aspect to it, that can score very easily. But mostly, he likes to focus on his defensive, um, his defensive prowess. And and I think that's what is so powerful about Dort or uh, uh, J Dub, bro. And, and no matter what we say the rest of this time, nobody's gonna sit here and be like, yeah, J Dub's an elite player until he goes out there and proves to everybody he's an elite player. Because what we say right now, it obviously doesn't take a lot of um, people to understand that um, we're not completely intelligent. But, but we love this Oklahoma City Thunder team, and thus we see what they're able to do, and then we've been able to study what Sam Presti's doing with this team. And I'm saying is that if Sam Presti had an option between picking Giannis and picking Steven Adams, he's never going to pick Steven Adams again. And, and, and that's great, and that's what we needed. And I think that's exactly when we we're starting to go through the course of what this team is doing right now, man, because we're changing things. And, and, and having players like J-Dub in the past would have, I'm not saying that you know Sam would have passed on him, but I'm saying that there would have been another player because his size would have been looked at a little bit more, you know? And and I'm glad that we're not in this position where we're watching J-Dub dominate the league saying, oh, we could have had him. You know, like, listen, do I sit there and wonder what our team would look like with, you know, um, Walker Kessler and J-Dub? Sure. I can't help it because he, you know, Walker Kessler went right after J-Dub. You know, like, though, that's what happens. You know, like, so for me, I am so glad we get to watch J-Dub play and so glad that the rest of the world is going to be sitting there being like, oh, my God, Oklahoma City is way better than we thought they were because of J-Dub. And the way that he's matured this year and the way his body's grown, you know, he's NBA ready, bro. Last year, he was NBA ready and he played 75 games, right? But he's 10 times more NBA ready. And that's scary, man. Like, that's scary. 
Well, I think all the signs point to one thing for damn sure. Thanks, George. Which is that this team is going through the same type of thing we saw in 2010. Now, last time in 2010, we saw the Thunder players all on one team, Team USA. Yep. This time, though, we're seeing Shea lead Team Canada. Giddy lead the Boomers. And we see the future coming up, I believe. Jared! What's up, buddy? How you doing, so- man? We're doing well, dude. We're doing well. So what are you excited about FIBA, man? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Canada uh Canada's gonna be fun. I think um yeah, that's going to be great. Man, what, you got some art, or not art, but um, some collectibles back there, man. What do you got? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. Right. Oh, you, boomers. Oh, Russ. Look at that. Hell Russ. yeah, nice, Russ. Man. Nice, man. Oh, sick. Oh, the special edition. That's sick. You got all the stuff, man. Wow, dude. That's amazing, man. Dude, that's awesome, dude. That's I, very, I love very cool. seeing collections, man. They're they're great to see for sure. So, so are you in Norman? Are you in um, Oklahoma City? Where you at, man? Oh, looks like we lost a little audio there. But we'll get you back, Jared. Right now, we um, the audio went out, but I'm not exactly sure what happened. But um, when we get it back, I'll go back to you. But what what we were saying though. Um, about Team USA, Team Canada, or the select team, and Team Australia is, it reminds me so much of 2010. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. Except multiple players leading multiple teams. It's fun, dude. I mean, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better than this. Like, I, having one thing to be able to just to watch the Americans play is great, but to be able to watch like three or four or five different countries represented by your team is amazing. So, absolutely. All right, Jared, there you are. No, no, you're um, good. You're good. All anyway, right. so um, yeah, so with um the Team USA, um, you know, J Dub, you think he would be good enough to get out there and, and make a difference, or do you think kind of the way he plays at this stage, Jared, is like a little bit too passive because he he does like to fit in first. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that's kind of like one thing that I wish I saw more with the Team USA is kind of like if a player, a young player can fill that role, they should have given it to him. But like you said, that Team Canada with Jamal Murray and Shea, um, you go down that list um, in Dort, and it's it's a really stacked team. Same thing with Australia. I mean, and these are a lot of NBA ready uh, NBA players right now that are filling up this yeah. tournament. I watched uh, some highlights from Luca. Um, against um, who was uh, I think Montenegro they and it was incredible. Luca was hitting threes from like like just a step inside half court and stuff like that. It was it was He's pretty amazing. awesome. So there's going to be a lot of energy around the tournament, no doubt. All right. Well, 
we're going to go ahead and uh, Jared, go ahead and stay on with him. We're going to talk to you once we uh, get off of here. But we like you guys a lot. I think I think we like you guys on the chat a lot. So we'll keep you guys around for a little bit longer. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, hell yeah, dude. We uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening in. For sure.